0: Taco Bell just dropped the New Cravings Value menu. Now you can get 10 items for $3 or less, which means you can get the food you want for the price you want. It's almost like you can have your cake and eat it too. But in this case, it's a double-stack taco from the New Cravings Value menu. So basically, you can have your double-stack taco and eat it too, which is a lot crunchier than cake. The
1: New Cravings Value menu is here. Get it at Taco Bell today. At participating U.S. Taco
2: Bell locations while supplies last. Contact store for price and participation which vary. Tax extra. Powered by UpCountry Fiber, we are 105.5 and 97.5,
3: The Roar. Providing fiber internet, HDTV, and phone service,
0: UpCountry Fiber is a stronger connection. Your flagship station for Clemson men's basketball, 105.5 and 97.5. We are The Roar, where every day is game day. Hour 3 continues out of bounds. William Wogamush, Ben Milstead. Ben is live in the Upcountry Fiber Studios. I am right now in the shade. Uh, The sun has done its work, and uh, we're now in the shade. It's a little chilly in the shade, but, uh, boy, a beautiful day out here at Doug Kingsmore Stadium, and um, there is a team meeting going on to my left. It's been going on for about 10 or 15 minutes now. And um, so baseball is doing their thing. They are doing their thing and getting ready for the season in 9 Days. I want to tell you about a, another great organization you can be a part of, not Clemson baseball, uh, but uh, Arthrex. Go to careers.arthrex.com. You can see all of the jobs that they have listed, all of the opportunities for you to serve with them. And it really is service when you're, uh, you're, you're creating the tools and the opportunities for everybody from weekend warriors to professional athletes to get back in the game. Um, this is uh, the, the surgical tools that, that you need to go through uh, these operations and to get right uh, they are making them. They're uh, in Arthrex, uh, inside that facility, uh, on that complex, right here in Sandy Springs, right here in the local area, and they are just brimming with opportunities. They want you to be a part of it, and again, you can go to the website for more about their shift schedules and their benefits packages and their the vacation time and the way that your your the 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 vesting of the benefits happens day one, and and then their their pension for. Hiring people, training people, and then promoting people from within, they love doing that. They just want to get you in their culture, and then uh, the the experience speaks for itself. I know folks who work there who love it, and for more on that, you can go to careers.arthrex.com. That's careers.arthrex.com. Just to reset a little bit, uh, we talked about in the first segment, and then uh, we had these baseball interviews. Uh, this, this was on the calendar for a while. I mean, it was several weeks on the calendar, and... Um, you know I was I was joking with Ben last night that uh, Clemson was definitely going to win because we knew we were doing a baseball day today <laughs> and uh so you know it, it just it just happens that way but we did I mean they they were very gracious they they um uh Brian Hennessy who's the I mean the absolute best uh in athletic communications he shuffled the interviews around he was like I feel like y'all want the first segment to talk basketball today and so I appreciate Clemson baseball's willingness to work around that uh because That was a top story, and it remains a top story. And, Ben, one thing that we didn't talk about is, you know, beating North Carolina on the road for the second time in school history is a big deal. Uh, But that was a number three team in the country. Uh, That was the highest-ranked team Clemson's beaten away from home since. I remember the old uh, RCA Dome back in 1996. The only reason I remember that is because uh, my dad thought it was a huge deal that Clemson and Indiana were playing in the same Invitational, and the Clemson game was at 9, and I wasn't allowed to stay up past halftime. Um, I remember that game when they beat Kentucky, and uh, it was a, I mean, that was a, that was a huge moment, Rick Barnes, in the Rick Barnes era. Tigers beat number three on the, I, I know beating North Carolina's a big deal. The way they played is a big deal, getting a quad one win is a big deal, but the historic nature of a game that Clemson doesn't win. Clemson doesn't beat ranked North Carolina anywhere, uh, much less up there. But what, 0-37 going into last night. I think that sort of got buried in some of, the, some of the other stuff that happened last night. That is a big freaking deal, what Clemson was able to do from that standpoint last night against the Tar Heels.
2: You're right. Uh, everything you just said is right. I, I, for whatever reason, though, man, this sounds terrible. It didn't sound like – it didn't feel like – that big of a deal to me and i think it's because i i knew they could win that game i i did now i didn't i didn't know if you know i didn't know if they actually would but i knew they could and you know somebody asked me this morning the biggest win that i you know well that i guess that was the biggest win you've ever seen with Clipson. see i don't it it doesn't feel that way uh to me uh in fact, beating Auburn to advance to the Sweet 16 uh you know just a few years ago was that to me in my opinion is the biggest win that I've seen uh in you know the last 18 years. There's been other big ones. I mean, and, but you can't you can't not mention the first win at Chapel Hill.
0: Yeah, I mean I I would say the three biggest wins that I've Experienced, And, I, you know what, I'm going to expand it to four because all of these things represented something significant. Um, the Maryland win on the road, the big comeback, I remember that from – I was in school. Like, I remember where I was and I watched that. I thought that was huge because that was a time where the shine was starting to rub off on Maryland. But, again, Clemson wasn't supposed to go there and win. Um, the Duke win uh, in 2009 was a huge one. Um, watched that one. And uh, 74-47 wasn't supposed to happen 2009. Um, the North Carolina win still, I think, is number one in my mind because of all the times that you fell short of that and what that meant to North Carolina to win every single game against Clemson and how they just pound Roy Williams pounded it into the heads of his players every single game to do not be the first one to lose, do not be the first one to lose. And all the times that Clemson had an equal or better team and couldn't do it. Um, and then, you know, the, the, the Auburn game. Like you said, I, I think the Auburn game, because of when it was and where it was um, to get to the Sweet 16, that opponent, the, the way that you beat them, and just the level of play, it could not have been better um, in, in that moment. could not have been better synergy there. That was like the four that I thought of heading into last night. And I, I will agree with you. There's significance uh, to that result. There's significance to beating that team. There's significance to the ranking of the opponent and the venue and all that stuff. But it didn't feel. I mean, like I, I was watching the game last night, and I remember it was emotional when when Amir Sims made that shot for for lots of Clemson fans. Like I, I, I'm sure I probably cried. I mean, I I cry every day for something. <laughs> um, but I, I, like it was an emotional thing because you were you knew that there were decades. Like Brad Brownell, who was just really quite tired. Ty- quite frankly, he was tired of hearing about it. I mean, that when he said it's over, like that was. That was an exclamation of somebody who just, I mean, you knew that there were decades and decades and decades of failure heaped on failure heaped on failure. And, like, you're, eventually you just assume that it's never going to happen. And to overcome the weight of history that way, you're never going to be able to replicate it. Last night, Clemson's leading down the stretch, and it, it's amazing. I, I'm, I was right with you. I was like, they should be leading down the stretch. And I was kind of thinking to myself, if North Carolina wins this game, it will be an example of a team stealing a win. Because Clemson was the better team last night, and they were better at the beginning, and they were better in the middle, and they were better at the end. And quite honestly, the banked-in three, not only was I ticked because I gave out the under on air yesterday, and that banked-in three meant that the under didn't cash, not only was <laughs> really? I mad about that, I, seriously. I
2: didn't even realize that. That's funny. <laughs> One fifty four and a half was the so, total. So what you're telling me is that you're happy Clemson won and you still walked ar- <laughs> walked away, ticked off.
0: <laughs> sure did. Lost. <laughs> South Carolina minus three. They're up a million and they win by exactly three. So I didn't even get that one last night. I was oh two and one last night. Um, and we won't even talk about Georgia Tech. I'm never trusting them ever again. So uh, just I mean, that's just never going to happen. Um, but no, I, you're right. Like I at one point, I actually looked at the at the scoreboard and I was like, Wait, they're number three. Like, I didn't go into the mm-hmm. game thinking, boy, Clem- Umran Clemson, with a losing conference record, has got to knock off number three. It did seem like a game that Clemson could compete in, that they were perfectly capable of winning if they did a lot of things right. right. I, you're right. It was it was weird in that way, and I'm glad you framed it that way because there's a lot of significance, like, after the fact. But in the moment, it didn't feel like Clemson was doing anything you know, just remarkably significant in the grand scheme of the season.
2: Right, and maybe this is a better way to frame it. I didn't feel like – it did not feel like a David versus Goliath kind of a game to me. And for that reason, you know, it maybe that's part of why I feel the way I feel. Yeah, Texture brings up a good point. If we shoot anywhere decent, I mean, even – heck, even below average from three – against North Carolina at home, you beat those guys twice this year. And listen, nothing has changed for me with North Carolina. They are still one of the best teams in the country. They are. Like it or not, they're a very good team. They're going to be a a one or two seed in the NCAA tournament. So it's not like they were overrated or anything like that. I I just – and again, as I said to lead off the show, I didn't think Clemson played – out of their mind, I mean, they didn't play a one-off type of game. They just played more like they were playing in the non-conference this year. I mean, really, it's that simple. I I have seen this team play that well multiple times this year. I've also seen them stink multiple times this year. But to see them play well again, it just was not a surprise to me because I have seen it. And I I think that's that's the point. Don't look at last night as – Well, they just had an exceptional night. It wasn't that case. It wasn't that way at all. Now they played very, very well, but I've seen them do that before, and you know, going forward, it it doesn't really change anything for me because if they shoot poorly at Syracuse on Saturday, they might win that one. I mean, they might lose that one, but if they play anywhere close to where they were playing in the non-conference, they're going to win Saturday also. And and that's going to be the story for me, going forward. It it, it really does. last night is a great win. It's a nice quad one win, but in the grand scheme of things, it doesn't change anything. You still have to play well going forward uh, to maintain a decent tournament seed. And
0: if you do, it'll it won't even be an issue. I'm I'm so glad you brought that up because and I I didn't want to. I didn't want to say it quite like this, but I am because I, I really do feel that way. Like, this is a great win, like a historic win. We just talked about all that stuff. Uh, right now, Alabama is still the best win that Clemson has this year. And you talked about them playing well. Like, the fact that winning at North Carolina, who is ranked third at the time, is your second best win of the year, tells you everything you need to know about the quality of this team. And look, I, this is not – and I, 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 I resolved I was not going to do this, and I'm not – because if losses aren't a referendum on Brad Brownell head coach, wins shouldn't be a referendum either. Wait, wait, I, I, just, I, I don't want to do that. But that's why there was frustration. And I think there, it was frustration from, from people who are sort of more optimistic about things and frustration for people who are more pessimistic about things. Because you see games like Alabama. And you see games like uh, TCU. And you see games like Memphis where you played well. And you, you see how close this team has been to other signature wins like that. And to see them get it done, I'll tell you. I'll tell you this. At 70 to 70, with under four minutes left, I was looking at PJ Hall. I'm watching a game. I'm listening to to Don and Tim, and I'm watching a game. And I'm thinking to myself, This is the exact same spot that PJ found himself in at home against North Carolina. Close game. I think it was a four point game, maybe. And he's got the he's got a one and one coming out of the under four media timeout, and he misses the free throw. And North Carolina goes back on the other end, and they score. And Clemson didn't make a basket the rest of the way, I don't believe. Uh, it was a gut punch to the entire building. Yesterday, guess what happened? Clemson held North Carolina to 2 for 10, 2 for their last 10 from the floor. And they didn't have to be perfect offensively because they got critical stops. Let me, let me just go through the play-by-play here of the last, the last sequence after P.J. misses the front end of a 1-1 and that, once again, It was 70-70, the under-four media timeout. He misses it short. Uh, You go down the other end, and he uh, forces – I think they force like a double double team on Baycott. Jack Clark steals the ball. PJ's in good guarding position. Mm -hmm. Jack Clark comes from behind, steals the ball. Other end of the floor. Hunter drives right down the, the left side of the lane, misses that little bank shot, tough shot over Davis. Hall is there. Outworks Baycott on the rebound, gets it, puts it up and in for the, uh, the m one. Uh, then he missed another free throw long. But then on the other uh, side of things, Clemson's able to force Cadeau into a bad pass. They're able to get uh, to, to make a stop, frustrating North Carolina. And then there was like a back and forth where neither team was scoring. And I started to think to myself, okay, this is a month ago. This team was struggling to get that critical stop. They struggled to get the critical stop against Georgia Tech. They struggled a little bit to do that against uh, Virginia. They didn't struggle last night to get the stop. And they didn't hang their head when they didn't execute something offensively. That is a maturation. One thing that we've said, and we'll go to the phones here in a second. One thing that we've said about this team, and I see a lot with the women's team too, and you hear it a lot when the coaches talk about them, A lot of the players get their sort of animation, their motivation on the offensive side of things when they're scoring, and that dictates their defense. Clemson down the stretch was a team that didn't need to score to defend, and that's a mature team. That's an excellent response. That's the only way you're going to be able to win on the road. I thought that part of it was absolutely tremendous, Ben.
2: Yeah, and uh, just repeating one other thing that would go to the phones. The fact that you hit seven out of eight to start the game and a lot of not a lot every one of those were good shots some of those were easy shots you know in in North Carolina it was flat to start the game but when you see the ball go in the basket sometimes it is that simple and we can we can dissect this thing to death sometimes it is that simple you see the ball go in the basket uh you you're up what was it 15 to 2 is that right Something like that. Uh, I, I know it's 17-4 to four at one, but maybe 15-2 also. At the at the, beginning also. Of the game. But you make seven out of your first eight baskets, that stays with you just as much as going one of 18 does from three. <laughs> you know, it's the same kind of thing. It's just
0: is it going to be good momentum or bad momentum? That's right. I think it's a great perspective to have. Let's go to Greg. We'll fit one or two more phone calls into this segment here. What's up, Greg?
2: Do we have Greg? Uh, We do have Greg. Greg, you there?
0: All All right. right. I'll put uh, Greg on hold, and we can try Todd. All right. Let's go to Todd before we take our next break. Todd, what's up, man?
4: What's going on, man? Okay. I'm going to call a spade as a spade. And I got to tell you, just man, how I see it. No client came out flat. I was at the game. Matter of fact, I was in the fourth row. They didn't play with the same intensity. It ain't played with the same energy. Kudos to that um, you guys won the game. But if North of came out and played with how they played Duke, they've been holding some ball games. You Todd, won the game, good, great.
2: Todd, you, Todd, that, that's true. Uh, on the other hand, if Clemson played the way they played against Alabama, you would have lost by 10. So, I mean, that, that's but a two-way about, street, my man.
4: Okay, but think about it, though. If they meet again, I don't think – I don't see Clemson win the game. Without Seth Trimble, they shouldn't have had uh, – what's that point guard name? I think that was a condole. If Seth mm-hmm. Trimble had been running the ball, which was, which, was, which was him being out, that game could have been won. But you won. But I don't see Clemson going to no national championship game. I don't see you guys going to no final four. North Carolina, he was back. Period. I know people think that we cheat. We didn't cheat – None um uh, none was it Tuesday night. Each game was called fail, all the games were called fail, the calls failed. We're not a sole loser. But I'm gonna tell you like it is man. You gotta put clamps on the dog on pestolate, like, they gonna win the whole dog on fame.
2: Todd. I don't Todd, know what Let me just stop you for a second. Number one, you're listening to the flagship station of Clemson, and you're the North Carolina fan, so let that sink in for a minute. Number two, yep, I, okay. I, we've done nothing but be complimentary of your team. Nothing but be complimentary of your team. Not one time have I mentioned Final Four National Championship. That is your words, my friend, not ours. So keep that in you mind. No, no, wrong. We, we haven't said that at all. Thank you for the call.
0: No, I mean, look, we're, we've been nothing but complimentary in North Carolina. We've never said that Clemson was a Final Four team. We said, And listen, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this, okay? I'm going to say this. It is not my opinion that Clemson went on the road and beat Alabama. It is not my opinion that Clemson went on the road and beat North Carolina. It is not my opinion, it could be somebody else's opinion, that if you can do that, then you can achieve some significant things in your season. I mean, I don't, I don't understand what the reach is here. Like yeah, I mean there's a there's a floor. We've seen the floor certainly. Are there two better wins on a team's resume than at Alabama and at North Carolina? I mean there's teams that are going to get national championship plaudits that haven't won that game yet. So I'm gonna I'm gonna just I'm gonna say that like there are some results that would argue that Clemson is capable of doing significant things. We have not said that, and if we've said that, it's based on the fact that they've shown a level of play that's good enough to win those two games. Final segment of the program, we'll talk more about this and more about uh, more stuff going on the ACC next.
1: When you wake up well-rested on a great mattress, everything becomes clear. I do
0: overthink everything.
1: Things you missed when you were tired finally reveal themselves.
0: I should just get fake plants.
1: It's the President's Day Sale at Mattress Firm. Get a king bed for a queen price. Save up to $700 plus a free adjustable base with select Sealy mattresses. See a lower price? We'll match it. The right mattress matters. We'll find yours. Restrictions apply. See store or website for details. Here at
0: ATV Outfitters, we stock more ATV, UTV, motocross, and street bike products than anyone for hundreds of miles around. We have more than 10,000 tires and wheels on hand, and we pride ourselves on great prices and getting you the accessories you need fast. Come see us in the items that are readily available to get your vehicle ready for the street, trail, or mud pit. Don't buy elsewhere. We'll both lose money. Come by the store located at 2485 Rutherford Road, Greenville, or shop online at atvoutfitters.net. One of the things I love most about this time of year is the great selection of items I can find at any Ingles market to throw on the grill. Ingles truly has it all, from hand-cut steaks to fresh fruits and vegetables, burgers, chicken, fresh seafood, everything you could want to entertain friends and family, all right there at Ingles. If you're on your way to the beach or a nearby attraction, Use your Ingles Advantage Points to fill up and save money. Planning a family reunion, maybe a wedding or anniversary celebration? Check out all the options your Ingles Deli can offer and put together for you. And don't forget our Ingles Pharmacy Department where you'll find any first aid or sunscreen product you need to keep safe during the summer. There are all sorts of great reasons why I shop at Ingles and the same applies to you and your family. You'll find an Ingles near you all over the upstate and western North Carolina make Ingalls your grocery like I have. That's Ingalls. Low prices. Love the savings. Samuel Property Group is locally owned, proud to be part of the upstate community and putting their money where their mouth is. If you know someone moving a loved one into assisted living and struggling to sell their outdated home, or maybe you have a friend with a property wrapped up in probate, what about a vacant dilapidated home in your neighborhood that needs sprucing up? Make a referral that turns into a deal, and when they close, you get a $1,000 referral fee. It's that easy.
2: SamuelPropertyGroup.com. That's SamuelPropertyGroup.com. The big game is
3: Sunday, and Nick and Mike Bar and Grill is your headquarters in the Clemson area. Enjoy great football, food and drink specials, 10% off their award-winning wings, and beer specials, all for the big game between San Fran and KC. Nick and Mike and the Best Western Clemson invite you to join them Sunday from the early afternoon through the postgame for the biggest game of the year. Come one, come all from Seneca, Anderson, Six Mile, Pendleton and Clemson. Nick and Mike Bar and Grill in Clemson's Best Western Hotel.
0: Man, you won't believe the phone call I just got. This guy told me that the Roar is the best sports talk station in the upstate. We are the Roar, where every day is game day. Our final segment of the program. Well, Glad to have you with us. Appreciate uh, Brian Hennessy for setting up a great day of interviews for us. Um, and man, if I you appreciate- missed
2: any of those today, uh, they are all on our website. So uh, every interview all day long right there at 105.5 The Roar.
0: Great stuff. Uh, Jimmy Bellinger and Brad Owens and Eric Bakich and Rob Hughes and Will Taylor. Uh, Just a a terrific collection of people and uh, great players, great coaches and staffers. And nine days from now, Clemson Xavier, 4 o'clock right here at Doug Kingsmore Stadium. And um, I've seen some of the early returns, and people are jacked up about the baseball gear at Tiger Sports Shop. Look, they've got the Nike collection which means they're going to have your baseball stuff out there. And um, it's, it's coming, folks. Softball starts tomorrow, uh, as a matter of fact. We've got, uh, we've got some softball interviews to roll out in the next couple days, too, to uh, kind of get you ready for them. They start their season tomorrow night at 7 o'clock. Clemson softball merch is there as well at Tiger Sports Shop. Of course, you get ready for every season. Clemson lacrosse, they've got stuff uh, coming up. Clemson gymnastics, obviously sweeping the nation um you you, it's time it's time to get some new stuff i know christmas was uh about a month ago and maybe you're you're uh you got some good stuff there but now's the time to refurbish that collection in time for spring sports at tiger sports shop two locations to serve you in the clemson area right there on highway 123 or in downtown clemson on college avenue all right, let's go to the phone. 654-ROAR is the number. First up, we have, we have Scott. Scott, who joins us next. What's up, Scott?
1: Qualk, let's call Spade Spades. If my aunt had a fit, she'd be my uncle. Okay? <laughs> Ips and buts. It's just crazy, man. You got beat. And you know what? He sees what that last caller, when you go outside the ACC and get a decent ref or two, you see what happens. Preach. You know, you don't get the home cooking that you always get, and I'm thankful for that. I'm glad they turned it around. Now this Clemson team, you know, they got a chance to go nine and zero down the stretch, or they're gonna go three and six. We don't know. I'm I i do not know why it took a month for PJ Hall to say they're gonna flip the script and they come out there and play with some attitude. I'm glad they did. I'm thankful for that. But you can tell that you can tell that last caller go, take, go go call Baycott and tell him the ACC don't run through Baycott like he announced before that game, and then take the big L on the forehead. You know what, I've been a big Brownell basher, but I'm going to tell you, when the man did a hell of a coaching job last night. The substitution patterns were fantastic. Jack Clark being inserted in the starting lineup may have been what helped it. I don't know. But, man, he he, he coached his tail off last night, and I'm, I'm thankful he did. I'm glad he did, and I hope and pray it continues. We, all we want to do Look, is dance. That's all we want to do. And if and they play like that, they will.
0: That's right. Look, Scott, I think it's well said. I appreciate the phone call. Thanks very much. I would, I would say this too, Ben, I thought that it was very, very difficult the way that Brad Brownell, the way the game was going to manage P.J. Hall in the second half with three fouls. It felt like an opportunity there for things to go awry, and they did hemorrhage some points now. Uh, they, you know, North Carolina made a little bit of a run there, but I, I thought particularly his handling of P.J., I thought, you know, he didn't do the line change thing at the under 16 that he kind of had been doing. He kind of stuck with the guys that were playing well. I thought that was, uh, there was really good awareness there. Like I said, I, I thought the first play they called was tremendous um, to invert the post and throw it from a big down to a guard and let Chase post up on Elliott Cadeau. Um, it, was, it was really something. I, I would agree that I, I thought Brad coached a very good game last night. I thought the plan was sound and I thought the players really executed and paid that off and I appreciate people for recognizing that I really do.
2: How about a, a little bit did I see it right like a 311 type of zone a couple of times? Yes. It
0: was bizarre. I've never seen now, it. I've never seen them for, run that before.
2: Somebody told me they did that a few possessions against Virginia in the first half. I didn't I, I didn't see the first half of that game, but yeah that you know that was effective and they the, they continue to add a few wrinkles to the defensive end of the floor right now.
0: You know, Brad said in the post game. he said, we played a little zone and, and didn't, thought it was good at times and not good at times. There were a couple times that they gave up some open looks that I'm sure he didn't like. But the way that they had to work to get those looks, you could tell mm-hmm. it made him uh, a little uncomfortable. And I will admit, I saw the same thing at Virginia. I thought this presented more extreme. Uh, on the three side, where you had, I mean, at, at times you had P.J. Hall like out high because of the way they were switching and matching up out of it, and you had Chase Hunter down as the one guy under the basket. So it was a it was an odd looking thing um, the way they had to switch and rotate in it, but they got stops and it it if, if nothing else it gives you a little bit of a different look. And I felt that North Carolina struggled to get the quality of opportunities that they had been getting. Um, and, you know, I, I thought that when North Carolina made defensive changes that Clemson, for the most part, handled them, and I thought they handled more than North Carolina. You know, I, one thing, and you were there, so I, your, your perspective on this is, is valuable. It felt like Clemson just had a certain level of composure that North Carolina generally has and that home teams generally have in their building. Clemson was a composed team. Clemson did not wilt down the stretch. You mentioned it. North Carolina turned it over three times. Baycott plows through PJ Hall. Uh Washington throws the ball into the backcourt with the shot clock winding down. Uh Cadeau turns the ball over. I mean there were there were lots of opportunities uh that North Carolina had where if they get shots at the rim, they could make the game real interesting. But instead it was those few possessions that North Carolina tried its best to uh maybe maybe like they were over trying or overcompensating or something like that. But Clemson was just steady Eddie, and that's coming from – I think that's coming from coaches. Um, I think the uh, – I, I agree. I totally agree with Scott. I think the coaches deserve a heck of a lot of credit for the way that the, the final moments of the game played out because rather than being a victim to what's happened in previous moments like that, the team was able to rise above, and those players that you count on were able to make big, big plays.
2: Yeah, and I tell you, there were, there were two moments that really worried me in the game from a momentum standpoint. The first, and we, we tend to overlook this sometimes, but as North Carolina goes into the locker room, they hit back-to-back threes. They scored – it went from a 15-point lead to a 9-point lead in the blink of an eye. And they go into the locker room with a little momentum, and I thought, oh, oh boy, I hope that didn't wake them up right there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then Clemson came out, and they basically played even for – you know, the first 10 minutes or so of the game. Uh, P.J. picks up his third foul, goes out of the game with a 10-point lead, doesn't come back in. When he comes back in, it's a two-point lead. And I'm thinking, okay, if this is this is a critical part of the game right here. And what do they do? Go, Clemson goes on a seven-zero run run uh, the moment P.J. steps back on the floor. And then when North Carolina does tie it up, you know, you're thinking... Okay, they believe now, North Carolina believes this is going to be a fight. Uh, But then you get a big basket and kept that lead in that three, four, five-point range right down to, you know, the the last couple minutes of the game. And so every time – you knew those runs were coming from North Carolina. I mean, great teams are able to do that. North Carolina is a great team. But last night, Clemson was able to do the same thing and they were able to match those runs. See, when, when a team does catch up like that, the one thing that you forget about is they have expended a ton of energy a lot of time mm-hmm. to do that. And it's actually an opportunity to get that momentum
0: right back. And that's what Clemson did last night. Yeah, they did. I mean, there's no question. Uh, the, the ability to answer runs um, – it, it doesn't always, again, it doesn't always happen. And, again, the, the ability of Clemson to challenge shots. This is where I'll go back to Chase Hunter. I thought Chase's defense was a problem against Virginia in critical moments. And I thought his defense uh, at, at times uh, in the, the other losses has been, like at the end of the game against Georgia Tech, you would have expected more from an older player. The job that he did making R.J. Davis, even when Davis made shots, the job he did and the job that Joe Girard did at times when Girard was on him of making him work, and Dylan Hunter, making him work. Uh, it, it, and, and you know what? Quite honestly, R.J. Davis, I, I'm going to say this. this is, this is I, I mean this as, as a negative. Uh, R.J. Davis is willing to work. He is willing to dribble the fool out of the basketball to set up a tough shot for himself, and Clemson was willing to let him. And I think that was one of the weaknesses down the stretch for North Carolina is that there was a lot of standing and watching R.J. Davis. And there was a lot of standing and watching to see if they were going to enter the ball to Armando Baycott. And there was a lot of standing and watching and not going to the offensive glass. Because, again, you're the ball's not moving and the players aren't moving and there's not a crispness um, that's, that's needed, that's necessary. I don't know, Ben, was that your take uh, from in the gym that – it felt like with Davis having to do the most, it felt like everybody was just standing around, and when they got past the ball, they were like, oh, uh, maybe I'll do something with it now.
2: I don't mean this disrespectful at all to North Carolina, but isn't that kind of what they do, where R.J. Boot just dribbles around? <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm serious. And then he finds you, you forget about somebody as good as Ingram standing in the corner that nails a three. I mean, that that's kind of what they do. Uh, I, I tactically, I think North Carolina did mess up at one point in the game by not posting Baycott up more, because yep. there was a point early where he was unstoppable, and and Clemson was having to back off, was having to concede some of that, uh, you know, because you didn't want to pick up another foul early. I, I was a little surprised Davis didn't attack more at the rim or try to. At the same time. Ian Shefflin, this is our, you know, uh, Ian Shefflin appreciation segment. <laughs> Ian just cannot be moved. I mean, he's one of the he's one of the few guys who really can take that chest pounding that guys like Baycott like to give you when they're backing down. And 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 if he rolls, you know, that was PJ's assignment most of the night. But when when Shefflin is the guy that rolls over to help, uh, you're more than likely not going to score that basket
0: yeah he had a double double last night and he's had some um and he's, he's really played consistently pretty well last night he made some of the biggest plays of the game and it was great to see i mean just the way that uh the way that nor it, it seemed like north carolina fans were kind of even in appreciation in some ways when they cut away um of the way that ian was playing uh, let's go to James. Uh, final phone call. We got about a minute and a half left in the show. James, what's going on?
3: Hey, I say we name, name old boy there, Tar Heel Chad, like a ballad out of Florida. You notice how he whimmed and whined and bounced around the subject instead of giving someone credit. But the second part of it, the most important thing he said, "Well, we didn't cheat. The university non-compliant. Their own fans <laughs> first thing out of his mouth. Was not cheating." They couldn't understand the basic concepts, A playing B equals C. Here's that comment. Well, they'd have played that same way against Alabama the way they did. They'd have won by 10. But that's the common sense of the university and your fan base is just basic sense. But second part, there is another squad that's got two wins like you got. Can you tell me who that is?
0: Well, South Carolina's got two good ones. I know that.
3: There you go.
2: Yeah, that's one, one of those was at home, but they're both very good, no doubt. Yeah,
3: but there's only two teams in the country that got those two wins, and they're from the same state.
0: Hey, that's a great point, and uh, we're up against it. Uh, appreciate the phone call, James. Thanks very much. That's a great point, that South Carolina, I mean, you know, they, they they struggle a little bit down the stretch against Ole Miss, but they continue to win games. That's good for Clemson. Uh, you know, you, you, you root for people you beat to do well. And um, he's right. I mean, look, uh, Terrence Oglesby's been saying it. Like, the epicenter of college basketball right now might be the uh, Palmetto State, which is thats an odd thing to say. <laughs> uh, and I don't, really know, I don't really know what else to say about that. I mean, it's, it, it kind of caught us by surprise a little bit. Um, all right, uh, th- th- we've had a great show today. I've got much more to say about basketball. The, the ACC, this two-bit ACC, can go jump off a bridge. Like, this is ridiculous. Like, the ACC's going get five teams in. Like, this is nuts. I love it so much. Uh, we'll talk about that more tomorrow. I've got some football stuff that we've kind of been sitting on, some uh, some returning numbers from Bill Conley that we'll look at tomorrow as well, and some other college hoop stuff. Really, really appreciate Brian Hennessy and uh, the folks at Clemson Baseball for getting us set up with a great day today. Uh, ben, we'll talk to you tomorrow from a hotel in Miami. I want to tell you what the temperature is. God bless. We'll see you then. Waltzum next. WCCP FM 105.5, Clemson, Greenville, Anderson. WAHT AM 1560, Cowpens. 97.5, Spartanburg. We are
4: the right.